Welcome back to the No Social Skills Podcast. I'm Cassidy. And this is Destiny. And welcome back to another episode. Episode three. Oh my God. That's crazy. Episode three. It's been a long journey. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting easier, honestly. Yeah, it's getting easier. I'm just really tired. Yeah, I'm on my period. Cassidy's on her period. So this episode is just (laughs) going to be a and so let's just like get into like something real quick so the guy that i talked about last episode i said i was gonna keep everybody updated um i feel like it's turning messy i mean that's just that i just feel like there may be some messiness involved i'm not gonna go into like specifics but like (laughs) yeah i don't want to be i don't okay so first i don't want a relationship Mm mm-hmm I want to make that like very clear not looking for something like substantial i just don't want it to be messy yeah you know what i mean like especially if he's not like honest. he should have told you you know if there is something happening with him like he should have told you but i'm not 100 percent sure like i don't yeah. want to be like coming off because i have no right to come off and be like you is, po- is there something you know going on yeah, in, that's a bit overstepping. it's overstepping but i also need to obviously walk with you know some mm-hmm. cautiousness as i should but i just don't want to be involved and be messy and be like causing something in someone else's life that is like heart, yeah. heart-wrenching um so again i'll keep you updated i really don't know also yeah. i'm not too pressed like yeah. it's very high they and know dry about the- Saturday? I mean, yeah, we spoke about it, but it can. I'm can, saying the pot. Because you talked shit about him in the last. I couldn't send it. Like, you. Send what? The last podcast episode to him. Oh, no, I'm saying that we tell the pot that you guys are going out on Saturday. Oh, yes. No, we didn't. <laughs> so, Monday is when he gets to the city. So he texted me like, "Yeah, I'll be there Monday," and I was like, "I didn't." I was like, "Okay," and he told me again. I was like, "I didn't say mm-hmm. anything." And then, so we were previously talking about what we're gonna do, and I basically was like, "Okay, we can do this," and he was like, "It's fine, whatever." So we Great. knew yeah. what we were doing. Um, it's just if it becomes like a like I'm not a post person, and what I mean, yeah. I don't post. Like I am not on social media telling my. Bit. I mean, I guess I am now. With the podcast, <laughs> but, um, usually I don't like. I'm very, I'm a very yeah. private person. So, but he's not. He's a and, bit dramatic too. Yeah, and it's like I don't want to be a post on social yeah. media. Like I am so private. Like I don't want to. There's no need. There's especially if we not. Exclusive. Yeah. So it's like I don't want to be. Yeah. What are you? I'm just getting closer. Okay. <laughs> Cassidy looks like an old woman. She got. <laughs> She got her blanket. She got her bonnet on. Um, but yeah, I, you know, my birthday dinner is next weekend as well. So I'm not too pressed. I'm gonna be cute anyways. There's a lot this weekend. I know. There's so much I have to do. I got my wig. I got a wig, y'all. I'm so happy about that. I don't have to do my hair anymore. So yeah, I'll keep everybody posted. After like the next episode. Oh, well, not really. What were you about to say? It'll have to be on the January episode where they figure it out. Figure what out? Like how the date went. Because oh, the yeah. next episode is technically the Christmas episode. And then, so I'll yeah. keep, it'll be, you guys <laughs> you will eventually guys know, know the story. Yeah. Um, Hopefully it's juicy. Yeah. And he's like the, I don't know, he's not who I go for. So it's like navigating 
It is. Him is I like think difficult. it's like it would be like fun, you know, kind of like just a new experience. It's a new experience, but what it's like I was crazy because I was looking through our Snapchat text when we were like teenagers, uh-huh. and we were such good friends. Yeah, like we were really good friends. But it's been so. And it won't be long. that nerve wracking because you were friends. You guys yeah, are like a brand new person. But it's like now it's we were friends. Like I had no yeah, interest in him, like, and now it's like a different dynamic. Yeah. Well, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. We- <laughs> I'm stressed, and I don't know why I'm stressed. Don't be. Oh, oh. Don't be lighthearted. If it happens, because I'm. You might see I'm, me walk past y'all. What are you talking about? Are you going to be there? I might be downtown. Why? To make sure everything is going good. <laughs> why are you spying on my date? Just to make sure everything is You just on the steady. ice? Just. <laughs> just. <laughs> I had told him that you fell on the ice. Because, because he was like, I've never been. And I don't know how to do it. I was like, once you fall, you actually get more used to it because you have yeah. that fear of falling out the way. And I was like, mm-hmm. Cassidy fell like once a good time. And like after that, she never fell again. Yeah. I fell because of you, but let's not get into it. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I said, hold my hand. You did hold my hand. I but you be you, No, because you be screaming while you be, hold my hand, hold my hand. You already be on the ground. What am I gonna do? All right. Anyway, how anything you want to tell the podcast before we get into our topic? Um, you know what? No, let's just get into. Wait, it. have you started? What? Never mind. Gonna go there. I was gonna say, have you uh started Christmas shopping? But you're such a late person; oh, it's probably not gonna happen no, till. So when you gonna do it? Cause next weekend. I'm doing it next weekend. How? What do you mean, how? I'm going to go to the store. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, oh, I guess you're not as busy. You yeah, it's Saturday. I'm, yeah, so I'm going to do a lot of You got Saturday. me? A Secret Santa? No, I didn't. You got me? No. <laughs> yes, you did. I'll tell you who I got if you tell me. I ain't telling you who I got. Because it's me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell people who you got for Secret Santa. You could tell some other people. No, because then you start to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know who Grace got? Mm-hmm. You know who Grace got? Yeah. Who she got? I'm not going to ruin it because people listen. She don't got me. I know who she got because I, I, I helped her shop for her person. No. Hmm. I know, though, because she was like, uh-uh about it. I know. <laughs> but she didn't understand it. Yeah. But, okay, so let's just get to this. All right, so... <laughs> This topic, at first, I wanted to um, discuss the Black Lives Matter movement, but I think that should be a whole entirely different podcast. I feel like it won't make, I don't know, I feel like I need to come with the facts, I need to come with the research. Mm-hmm. I'm, I know a lot, but I don't want to come off or say something that's like, damn, she just put misinformation out there. Yeah. So, uh, that's true. I want to make sure that we have like the correct information information just in case somebody try to come at me with it but um we did march this summer yeah so that's where we stand with it but i want to when we do that podcast i want to make sure that it comes correct yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. like comes like not oh just shit like we march opinions you know like actually some facts yeah and like there was a lot of posting but no one like 
this is how I felt. There was a lot of posting, but there was not a lot of doing. Oh, for sure. And from everybody. From everyone. And mm-hmm. I just felt like if you're gonna post, do. Mm-hmm. Like if you actually I feel like posting people that posting is like safe. The safe but that's the thing. I looked at you. If you posted, that was great for you. Mm-hmm. Good that you spent two seconds on posting on social media, but I was I cared more about like signing petitions, marching. Supporting black support businesses. actually yeah support like carrying it on essentially because mm-hmm. it's been six months that's the only thing that matters of social media posts means absolutely okay. nothing to be honest you know what I'm saying and like actually doing your research and actively every day living out the Black Lives Matter movement essentially not letting it be forgotten because I feel like a lot of people are out now like oh mm-hmm. after especially after Biden won I feel like a lot of people thought the issues were erased no and no. we still have I mean. There's so there's so much going on. It's a heavy topic, so I want to make sure that we come super correct. So that episode will eventually happen. But before we jump into that episode, I feel like we should address kind of our privileges and like where we came from and how me and Cassidy used to literally be so whitewashed. So whitewashed. So whitewashed. It's kind of embarrassing, but I have to admit it because people know. Yeah. You know, like it people is know. A bit embarrassing. It's it's embarrassing. Like the things that I used to say and do were not okay. And the way I used to think. Yeah, that too. And for me, I think it was more me. I mean, you were too. But I it was why I watched too, but I feel like you were like to another level. Oh. It was just to another level. Like, so I watched. And people still think I am, or they assume that I am. I don't think you whitewashed. I just feel like you're from the burbs. Yeah. You know, like we're from the burbs. We can't deny that. People hear it in the way we talk (laughs) and things we like. You just, you can't deny that. But like that doesn't make us less black, you know? But that's what people think though. They think because of the way that I speak, which is, I hate when people say that I speak white because I don't speak white. I'm just educated uh but people assume (laughs) people assume that i don't know anything about black culture Mm -hmm. or that uh the music i listen to somehow makes me less black but i also find that people uses the term oh you're not as ghetto or you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and that hurts me because they are putting on what white people they're putting labels on themselves what white people gave them yeah and I'm like, no, that's not true. Yeah. So it's two parts to it. Um, but I was severely white, which I was raised in a predominantly white neighborhood um, my whole entire life. Like, I, my parents really sheltered me, and they never really was like, don't get me wrong, I have black, co- like, there's mm-hmm. things that black people just, the cookouts, things the food, are just innate. emerged, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I was always had my hair straight. So for the longest time, I just like loved like white like if I'm it's so embarrassing but I like loved white people. Do you know what I mean? Like you just like you just was so around them like you I don't know like I would say white girls too. It's just like that was my norm like white people. It's hard to explain if you've never been in it but like it was like my friends were white and like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean especially middle school I think that's where it was really bad like you just. It was like white approval, essentially. If I'm being like a hundred percent honest, like my I wanted my hair to be sh- straight, and like mm-hmm. I didn't even know my hair had a texture. 
But that wasn't my fault, though. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was my mom perming my hair, and it I just was. didn't know my hair could curl. Mm-hmm. I was just the poster child for whitewashed. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't know about the depths of our culture. Like, I thought, I took history for what it was. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like, this is facts. Like, I didn't question anything about, like, I, no. like, I experienced racism, but I, like, brushed it off. Like, I'd never mm-hmm. questioned anybody about it, which is, like, embarrassing. Like, it is. I had experience where people would be like, oh, that's, like, they'll be racist towards my face. And I would just, like, brush it off because I just thought, like, oh, like, they're playing. Like, you, like I didn't question it. And, like, that was, like, yeah, when I knew. I was like, okay, maybe change it up a bit. Maybe get some friends that look like you because mm-hmm. this isn't working. I think that's in middle school. I was just like, yeah, like. Yeah. I've never two. had white friends pretty much ever no really not even in i mean i'm wrong having white friends it's no, just it's not i I'm mean just like it difference from you like i've never really had white friends no. Wait, why are you staring <laughs> at me i don't i feel like you did have white friends you didn't I have didn't. white friends in the middle in uh, elementary school the only person i could think of is claire and that was it i didn't have oh, white friends. shout out to claire uh oh, oh. <laughs> don't, don't don't do that yeah the only there's claire and but claire was wasn't claire really was different though friends. yeah you didn't like them i never i never liked the people that we were around that were white i have no problem with white people with the the certain people that we grew up around i never liked them facts but i was like seeking approval like it was yeah. an approval thing because I was just so young. Like, he wanted people to like you, but I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was like a white approval. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? It, so when I look back, I was like, I was seeking for white approval. For sure. But you were, you did like white boys. I love white boys. But before then, in elementary, when I moved to Girls Point, I wanted to be white. <laughs> yeah, the, there's, yeah. That was like the start of my white washing was when I moved to Girls Point and it was just nothing but white, nothing but white on TV. Just everywhere you look, yeah. it was just so white, white, white. I was like, I want to be white. Like, I would love my like Hair. life better if I was white. Like, white girls have it easy. Did it. I was like, I wanted to be white extremely bad for like elementary. And then it just kind of wore off. Middle school, I try to block middle school out because it was just such a cringe time. cringe time for everybody. But I think that's a good point when you brought up, like, there was no representation growing up. At so all. I feel like that had a lot to do with me being the way that mm-hmm. I was. was like, I feel like a lot of Black girls, we had no, no representation. representation. Like, Grace has, like, books. Mm-hmm. Like, books. And, like, she, she has, like, Issa Rae that writes books. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For children and stuff. And, like, LeBron James wrote, like, a book for, like, black girls. Like, yeah. they have books and stuff in their schools and, like, teaching yeah. about their curly hair and, like. And oh. they have, like, for Grace, like, she has, uh, like, examples. True. You know what I'm saying? Of, like, you, DJ, Gabby, like, y'all, like, love y'all blackness mm-hmm. and love y'all hair. So, like, she has examples of, like, Grace being black is beautiful. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I feel like when we were growing up. We didn't really have much examples. We didn't. Like, everyone was just kind of like... And the like schools are more, brush. especially where Grace is, is more diverse. Mm-hmm. Like, her principal is Black, and, like, he celebrates yeah. Black History Month. Like, he... I don't mm-hmm. know if you went to Mason, you probably didn't, but, like, on Black History Month, there's, like, 
so many like black um people on the walls and like what they did for the civil rights movement like mm-hmm. he celebrates it we didn't have that we did. and it was brushed they over didn't have that. it was a white principal and she didn't do that which is like so sad it's just the way that i was raised i think shifted my mind but i remember a distinct moment where i was like y'all i'm black like they just told me i was black it's like <laughs> they just told like white people like the white people went to school with because oh. the white people went to school with were racist and 100%. very ignorant and i remember sitting at the table and this girl had a michael kors bag on shout mm-hmm. out to michael kors um and he was like only black people wear michael kors like no white person they made it ghetto and i and he looked at me to be like am i right and I'm not going to say the person. I'll tell you later. Okay. But he looked at me and was like, Destiny knows. Middle like, school? Middle school. And I was sitting at the table and he looked at me like, Destiny knows. Like she And I was just looking at him like, what? Like, mm. that's the moment I knew they only like you if you are trying to be, be like them, them yeah. or like have the same mindset. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. Like, at some point I knew where I drew the line. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm... I'm black, you know, and I had to kind of re-educate myself. Like, even now, like, we have, like, I have way more black friends and stuff like that. Like, they'll teach me things, and I'm open to learning about, Mm -hmm. like, to be honest, I didn't know about black sororities and fraternities in depth. Like, I knew they existed, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know, like, oh, Kappas, Deltas, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know that I was such a huge part of our culture, but until, like, you know, one of our friends was like, this is a huge mm-hmm. part of, like, our culture. Yeah, I didn't know it was a huge part either. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. I'm always willing to learn. It's one thing if you just sit there like, man, that has nothing to do with me. Like, these mm-hmm. issues, because there's a lot of um, people in our community who feel like the issues that we come across has nothing to do with them based on their privilege. 100%. And people, specifically Black people in the community that we live in. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I never grew up that way. That has nothing to do with me. And, or, uh, there's a lot there's a lot of things in our culture that I just feel like needs to be addressed, but specifically is knowing that we have privilege. Yeah, yeah we black we don't have white privilege. We don't, but that, we have privilege. And that was brought to our attention last summer. Last summer. No, two summers ago. Uh, two summers ago. Shout out to um Hassan and Taylor. But like Shout out. we expected things based on where we lived. Like mm-hmm. I expected to have my car by the uh, time I had my license. You didn't have your car you were like like poor like you you don't have Have the money right and I did have my car when I had my license but that was my privilege like Mm -hmm. I my parents was like yeah okay yeah we're gonna get you a car and you like you get your license like at 16 you get your car shortly after yeah you get your license at 16 like Mm -hmm. that's all most people can't afford a $300 course like that was our yeah. privilege, but we were so surrounded by it. Like, no one was like, well, no so, one does that. I didn't realize that people didn't do that. I thought it was kind of like, yeah, either. you take your driver's training when you're 15 and you move. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that was, but that's and a cost of our like, privilege. Like, others didn't have a car. And then we were like, I was thinking, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was thinking, like, why don't y'all don't, I don't have a car? <laughs> like, why, like, y'all older than us. So y'all yeah, don't have a, a car. car? Yeah. But, like, that's not right. It's not. <laughs> but that was just literally us being products of our environment yeah and it's like, like you have to get called out on it though oh you have to i so we were all talking about how we went to a good education school ranked high in the system whatever yeah. whatever and um basically they were just like you guys have privilege like in your education and 
just like all these things i was like i'm a normal because you were you were complaining about how you didn't like north i think or i was one of us was probably both were yeah we don't like north i was like but we would have like loved to go there it wasn't we were saying we were from detroit and there was a lot of different things, but I specifically remember us complaining about like how we didn't like high school. And there was like, well, we would have loved to went to some somewhere that like offered that. Cause like our school was a really good school. It had money. Like it we was. were able to get laptops and iPads and stuff like that. And they were mm-hmm. like, oh, that net we couldn't, we all had to share like one. Like mm-hmm. we didn't realize the depths That's of how that. Yeah. that happened. And it went on to like, we can't. I mean, I'm going to say I'm from Detroit if somebody asked me if they was from, like, Canada. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, from Detroit because it's a reference. Michigan, yeah. It's a reference point. Mm-hmm. But, like, am I from the city? No. No. You know, but that's another thing, like. Like, you don't. But that's a suburb thing, no. With the, what do you mean? Kids love to say they're from Detroit when they're from the suburbs. Oh, all the time. They love to, like, I'm from Detroit. And it's like. All the time. But they're not, though. A lot of if people here like Troy, to act. I don't get when people be like, when they're in Troy, and be like, oh, I'm from Detroit. You're from Metro Detroit. You're not from Detroit. But, like, kids in our neighborhood love to say they're from Detroit. They do. Like, they love to be. That's another thing. A lot of kids in our neighborhood like to act. And I don't understand <laughs> why. They love to act. Like, I don't understand why. But this one white boy, he was like, I say I'm from Detroit because... When you say gross point, it's like people have this preconceived notion of who you are and how you think already. And I was Facts. like, I 100% agree. Facts. People, I don't even say that. I just like, oh, I'm from, I just am from the suburbs. But yeah, like people, like the they be like, oh, and then they just like, it. but black people do that to me all the time. Like they'll be like, all the time. oh, so you're like this. And you're like, I'm like, no, I'm a normal human. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, the guy in the beginning that we were just talking about, he remember he was like, oh, y'all are silver spooned. Y'all are, remember he kept oh, saying that. Oh, we yeah. Silver the guy spooned. that I seen, he was like, you're silver spooned. You had a spoon. But, yeah. and to, but to them, though, if you think about it, it does look that way. It does. You know what I'm saying? But we were like, no, no, no. no. We, we denied it so hard. We but really did. We, like, my whole life, um, I was pretty, I've never had, like, I got pretty much everything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents, I never was told no. Like, I think I told, was having a conversation mm-hmm. about this. Like, I never was told, like, no, you can't have that. Because mm-hmm. I would just go to my mom. And then if I, my mom said no, I'll go to my grandma. Like, I always had somebody to go to to just ask mm. for the things that I wanted. And then, like, they'll get it for me. Like, yeah, I, I never that. was told no. But don't get me wrong. It was within reasonable means. We weren't rich. But, like, I was never uh-huh. told you can't have that or you can't. Like, my mom would be like, okay. I was spoiled as a child. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I still am. It's kind of crazy. Like my mom will still be like, okay, whatever. Like she'll she'll make it work. Yeah. Uh, but I always have to remember in the back of my mind, like compared to other children, like we are really blessed. But I acknowledge yeah. that because to walk around and be like, uh, like my parents don't do that, and then you come, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and then they like, but yes, you do. I think that's very like that is ignorant. I hate when people act like they're not privileged. Yeah. It's annoying. It's like the same thing with white people. When white people act like they're not privileged, like yes, you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes you have to be like, I'm privileged too. Yeah, 100% you do. But also, I don't want anyone to think we're rich or anything. Like, that's just not the case. I grew up in a single family household. Like, we've had our rough patches. And that's just plain and simple. Like, one income with four people, like, three teenagers. Like, there's been so many rough patches. Mm -hmm. But, like, I can't deny the fact that I am privileged and I'm grateful and blessed it's you know the, yeah it's really about my experience but 
just gotta be stay blessed. Yeah, yeah. and you that's just you don't you ever know what people are going through, no matter yeah. how much money they have, how little money like you don't, don't know. know what people are going through. But that's me going off topic. <laughs> but going back to like specifically in our community, the black children in our community, um there is a lot of issues that need to be discussed because I feel like there's a lot of black kids that live here who seek still seek approval from white people. And uh-huh. what I mean by that is the designer that people wear and mm. the over, like the over amount of it. Yeah. It's like, overcompensating. yeah, it's like, I don't understand that. I never understood that part of it. Yeah, like I need to wear a designer every day or I need to show that I have this type of money. Mm-hmm. Why? And I feel like that's not a question I can answer because I'm not yeah. in their shoes, but I like nice things. I am, a, I don't want to say materialistic, but I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I think you are. But I'm not the type of person that's going to wear a full fit of Burberry. What, I will wear Burberry, just not the print, to show that mm-hmm. it's Burberry. Or I wouldn't spend my money on a Burberry fit because I'm going to wear it once. And it's like, because the yeah. thing about designer is it depreciates so fast. Like the 100%. moment you buy it, it's like, oh, you wear that outfit. How many times you wear that one fit? Mm-hmm. before somebody like oh you wore that now you're just trying to show it yeah you know what i'm saying so I kn- i'm a bag and shoe person i buy a bag i buy a pair of shoes in a heartbeat but mm-hmm. a fit i'm always like why and a yeah. lot of kids here do that and i'm not sure why they do that um they do that but also i feel like you can look at it it's just the same with your bag and shoe you know it's just a fit you see what I'm saying? Like they really just like it's the like shirt. you're kind of being contradicting because you would buy a bag and a shoe, but if they put a fit on, it's like why well, do you have the fit on? Maybe not the fit, but it's like the over. Do you know what I mean? Like the I monogramic stuff. I understand what you're saying. I feel like that could be their style, but also it is like you guys are overcompensating. You but guys do you think it's a culture show thing? It hundred percent. Black people flex all the time. But why? Because I feel like we came like. They stripped everything away from us, so now we gotta be like, oh, we got it. We own our stuff. But why? But my thing is, why do we have to prove a point to white White people people. that we have it? If we have it, that's great. But here's the thing I would love, because the thing about white people, me growing around them, like growing up around them for so long, Mm -hmm. they know how to keep money. And like, they'll buy the cheapest car. But live in the biggest house. Yeah. But I see a lot of black people have like a Audi 2020, but live in a. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like we pick and choose, and I just don't understand why we feel like we have to continuously prove ourselves that we have something. Yeah. Like, why can't we know. just let it just be? You just, know, like just let it. Yeah, I know. You know what, you're what I'm saying. saying? Like, why are we continuously seeking approval? Yeah. And I. That's where I'm like, we I need to figure know. that issue out. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. I don't know. And I'm not saying I have the answer. Mm-hmm. I'm not attacking. I just want to know why right. we continuously go down that route of like, I need to show that I have the newest this and the newest that. And, and mm-hmm. who are we seeking approval to? And I feel like sometimes we be in com- like competition with, but with each other. Oh, 100%. And it's like, oh, but I have the newest and she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are we competing? Why can't we just be like, okay, like, let's just, you know, let it Come be. up as one. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of competitiveness in our culture. And I don't know where that stems from, especially amongst women. And I can only say, because Mm. I am a woman, like, there's a lot of, like, iffiness. And, like, the the color. All right. Sorry, guys. We got cut off, unfortunately. But we're going to jump back into colorism. 
and how it is a problem in um, <laughs> the community. In the community. So, by the way, we were talking and it erased. Well, it didn't even erase. It like stopped it recording. Record. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. we filmed the whole pod. Oh. <laughs> Just redoing it. Uh, we love the ghetto movement. Um, <laughs> the <we> ghetto movement. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So colorism. So me being um, so. If you've never seen me in person, you're listening to this. Yeah. And you don't know who I am. I am a dark-skinned black woman so like I'm on the darker end mm-hmm. of the spectrum and Cassidy is on you're not like super light I'm like you're brown middle. yeah I'm brown Cassidy's brown <laughs> um and obviously that has different privileges mm-hmm. I was often Mm, my mom didn't like exclude me or anything. I never had that experience where my mom was like, oh, you're, no. you know what I'm saying? But in the world. And I just thought yes. of something. You were kind of always like the butt of the joke. Yeah. About being, I just thought of that. Like, yeah. It was always a joke about how you dark. dark. How I'm dark. Yeah. Like people would like joke about it. It was always a joke. And so it's like, and I feel like a lot of dark skinned girls feel that way. But yeah. again, it comes from like media too. Like mm-hmm. no one when I was growing up, there weren't a, it wasn't a Viola Davis. There I mean, was... she was around, but like she wasn't the main character. Yeah. And like there wasn't Michelle Obama is dark too. Like she, she you know was. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But she was the butt of the joke in the media too. Like no one respected yeah. dark skinned black or uplifted. It just became a movement mm-hmm. to be like, oh yeah. And sometimes it's now like, oh, I have a dark skin in my group. Like, it's weird. It's kind of yeah. like a fetish, and I don't like that uh, either. No. But it's like, even amongst, like, I would never date a dark skin. You that hear that heavy. too. Which is, like, a very weird. And sometimes women will be like, yeah, like, he would never date a He's on, like, light skin like me. Yeah. Like, that is not okay. They have, like, pride in it. And it's like, like, why do you have pride in having a colorist? view yeah like i'm very confused on why would you want your man to ever say because once he starts putting down one black woman he's putting down generations mm-hmm. of black women and like, you're coming right after like he's exactly. gonna put you down too okay a side note and i'm not gonna expand on it but i hate when women would just like excuse their man for like disrespecting another woman just because it's not them okay. i hate that so much like calling other women the B word, just like degrading women and just mm-hmm. like, oh, he didn't degrade me. Like he just uh uh but, I, but like okay, that was just a side but note. Yeah. Um so or it comes from women too. I'll only date a light skin guy, like it light comes skin, from light everybody. skin, light skin mixed. Mix is like a huge oh, fetish. Like I want a mixed baby. And it's like why it comes from white people though. It, it comes does. from the like the oppressor. Literally, like mm-hmm. the lighter you are, the prettier you are. And it that's not true it's and for a long time i believed that like i was like oh my god why am i so dark mm-hmm. but like just because also just because you date somebody lighter than you doesn't mean your baby gonna come out lighter it doesn't that doesn't i just want to uh, put that out there because mm-hmm. that's not how genetics work um but the colorism issue at hand is still active in our community and it's i'm not running so sure why people feel that their skin tone isn't enough Mm-hmm. Whether you're light or you're dark, we're mm-hmm. all black. And we let me not get into the history black. as to why some people are lighter and why some people are darker because y'all will hate to hear the real truth hate about to that. Hear it. But but it's also like it's not even in the black community, but I know we're blacks, so we can only focus on that. But like in the Asian community, mm-hmm. I 
they put their makeup on so much lighter than they really Aww. are. <laughs> like it is like a white cast on them, and it's just like it's just a community in all races, all ethnic groups. But because you, everybody just wants to simulate whiteness. But why do white people tan? Because they want to simulate blackness. blackness. So it's like there's it's an issue. It's like y'all we want to look more European and they want to look more descendant of Africans. And it's like, we have to realize how beautiful we are. Black people Mm -hmm. start everything. Oh, I don't care what nobody say. We start the trends. We we start start phrases. Phrases. We start movements. You know what I'm saying? Like if we realize how much more powerful we are, once Mm -hmm. we come together, unify, Uh, unstoppable, unstoppable. And that's what the white man does not want. want. They do not want us to unify and be strong community of just pure. Like, we are such, like, just like, oh, I can't even describe. Like, we are geniuses. We're so smart. We're so creative. We're so athletic. Like, we just have it all in us. And we just need to recognize that. We make and come together. So much money for, um, this is why I started shopping more black owned. We make so much money for white businesses. It's insane. Mm-hmm. They profit off of us every day. The models start to have more kinkier hair. Mm-hmm. So they start making shampoo kind of in a more, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's slight marketing that sometimes we don't notice, yeah. but they gear towards us because they know we make them more money. Mm-hmm. The NFL. Oh God. We make them billions of dollars a year. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we start to protest, what they do? They kick, kick us, us out, but we and it's crazy because we know where they stand, but we still subconsciously invest, mm-hmm. and it's like we need to start investing in our own. Yeah, because is I'm tired of them using us as a marketing tactic. So sick and tired. And it's like they push it so far too, mm-hmm. and the it's kind of crazy the the racism that's in um marketing. And then they try to apologize. Oh, it wasn't racist. Like yeah. when Macy's did that thing where the black family didn't have a dad. You can't tell me there wasn't one person on the set that was like, yeah, that don't look right. I didn't even see that. Or H&M. Yeah, the monkey. Nobody thing. on y'all board. Nobody. Yeah. That's the Dang. thing. They don't even be having black people on the board. But nobody. But somebody should have Somebody should have called it out, though, is yeah. what I'm saying. And now they want to be like, well, no, now we're going to add two black people on the board. Mm-hmm. You don't think you should already been doing that? Yeah. It's just, I don't we're know. At some point, where does the blind spots. Mm-hmm. It's just how many times and are we going to have to call black people, people out? People um, making excuses for not buying black. Um. Like, we understand buying black, you can be a bit more expensive, but like, we will go to the mall and spend thousands, thousands on Prada, Gucci. Like, don't we'll get, make I hate excuses Gucci. for black luxury. Like, I don't I like hate that. Gucci. I don't know why we still shop at Gucci. Don't get me wrong. I think some of their pieces are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Some of their shoes, I'm like, bro, those are really nice shoes. I saw mm-hmm. some boots the other day. I was like, I would get those boots. Yeah. But I refuse because how many times is Gucci going to come out with some racist stuff and be like, yeah. well, that wasn't intended to. Mm-hmm. How was it not intended? Like, I'm very confused. We just be in these lines mm-hmm. getting this stuff for people who know. Black people, they profit off of us. Yeah. They exploit us, literally. Even beauty supply stores. Oh, Asian yeah. people are the most racist, other than white people, against black people. They are. I, no, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they, I'm not saying nothing against Asians. I'm just putting the facts out there. Yeah. They don't like black people. They don't. There's a good majority. I'm not saying all. Yeah. A majority of 
Asian people in that community that don't like black people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of racism in in Asia. Yeah. Literally. It was on the media. If y'all pay attention, it was literally on the media. How many times do y'all go to be a supposed to? They profit off of us so much. How many so times much. do y'all get your nails done? Okay. They By the way, off of us there are so, so many. If you just do the research, black salons, nail mm-hmm. salons out here, black Facebook market, so many black nail yeah. artists. I just don't understand, like, where do we start to wake up and be like, okay, let's start Something investing give, yeah. into our own. We need to keep own. the black dollar in the black community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not saying, we so are build. on a come up, though. There's we a lot are. of black entrepreneurs, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of us are starting to realize, like, yeah, we need to shop more black. And I see a lot of us promoting other black people Yeah. Um, on our stories, and I'm proud of that, but we also need to keep it going. Yeah. Because it has, I feel like there's some simmer that's like starting to fade a little bit where we just mm-hmm. come like, okay, well that was, especially- That was like, like a said, trend. A trend. And, and it's it like- It can't be a trend. We can't rely on other people. Yeah. So, like, I mean, shout out to, you know, I get it, you know, white people <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, but- we're, like, you can't, I don't think we can even live a life where we don't buy white people's stuff. Right. But, like, we just need to, something simple, like, I don't even know, just, like, simple things, like, let me see if somebody Black-owned has this yeah. or sells this. Like, let me just, you got to do the research. research. It's not going to be easy because we have to do the research. Everything just isn't, Black-owned stuff isn't, like, mm-hmm. plastered everywhere. But weave. Now, before I get into, like, the weave conversation, it is a very Black market business. Mm-hmm. Weave is not ethical. Mm-hmm. I know it's a huge part of our community. Mm-hmm. I'm and I have bought bundles, but it is not an ethical community. Like if you mm-hmm. look into it, they have like slaves that like they cut their hair off and like sell it, and we wear it on our. It's not ethical at all. On the flip side of that, just like our iPhones aren't ethical either. Mm-hmm. Like there's such a huge flip side. That's a whole different conversation. Um, I almost bought my wig off of Alley, or like you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, or my bundles from somewhere else. I was like, man, I don't want to pay. I was yeah. being cheap. I was like, I don't want to pay $400 for this wig. Because the lady that I be. shout out um, last podcast, she makes wigs. She's a black woman. And mm-hmm. I found myself being like, but damn, it's $400. Like, I can just mm-hmm. go on Alley and get one for $390. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know? A little bit cheaper. But I was like, that's me. Like, this is what fuels the, the community. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, she's a black woman. Imagine if it was you mm-hmm. doing it. She handmade them. She custom colored it. She deserves that $400. Like, yeah. Just buy it and you'll feel more um, like your conscience will kind of be clear. Like, you mm-hmm. know where your money is going into. Yeah. And you'll be handed to another black girl that looks like you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you do have to be like, you know. You got to spend the money. You got to spend that money. But like, it's also it's like it's worth it. product, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be great product. White people upcharge for the... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> get into it. I'm not going to get into it, bro. But it's yeah. just... We just have to always be open like our blind spots like i said Mm -hmm. like we you can't live in america and not have that blind spot we all have it and sometimes i realize like i'm just using my blind spot i'm putting my blinders on Mm -hmm. like there is i could outsource i can go somewhere else that's black owned i can drive that extra 30 minutes to that boutique Mm -hmm. you know i could pay that extra 40 dollars even sometimes you feel like it's not worth it. i'm not gonna say every black person's stuff is worth it yeah um but if it's fueling a business that I feel like that they need the money, I'm mm-hmm. going to spend the extra 40 Yeah. Because I'm not going to go. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to consciously break like, that generational yeah. thing of like, well, our grandparents are like, man, it's just convenient. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's like, it's convenient, but it's like, it's not fueling our wealth. It's fueling theirs. Their wealth, yeah. So 
we have to break the it's a generational thing my my grandmother and stuff like that there's a lot of internal racism that happens within our community and we be saying stuff that's just not it's you have to check people. You so people are like, oh, they look suspicious. And it's a black man. I hate when people say that. And it'd be yeah. from other black people like, yeah, but that's what white people say. So are you any better? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we have yeah. to break the generational racism and the internalized racism that our community has. So our children don't be raised the same way. Yeah. Like my children would never get a perm. No. You know what I'm saying? My children would never get a perm. Mm-mm. You know, I didn't even know that my hair, I don't know. My hair is super duper curly and it's, Big and everything like that and I used to know I didn't know my hair could get like this ever no. it was so damaged when I was a child it was and my mom so would just damaged. literally put a perm on it because she didn't know how to but it comes from my grandmother didn't know how to tame her hair and my mom didn't know how to tame my hair so she threw a perm on it so I was like I have to break the curse and I just chopped all my hair off mm-hmm. like my children would never have a perm that's never. just on period but okay let's get into because we have another little subtopic oh yeah um the protections around our community mm-hmm. and i think one of them being the protection that so for us i think black women black women protect pretty much like everybody every black women always step in always try to make sure everything's okay we always just step in we do the right thing to be honest like, always we're always doing the right thing we were saying like why is it not reciprocated why is it not reciprocated Black women are the most ostracized and criticized amongst every community. Oh, if every a black community. woman is angry, oh she's looked at, oh, she's the ghetto, bitter black woman mm-hmm. who didn't get anything. Like, we How always you look and figure out why I'm angry. Why are you mad? And by I, the way, you have every right to be angry. Every right. Every right to be angry. Every, every right. right. Every right to have an attitude. Like, Every right. I don't care. It's so funny. This girl was like, I don't let people pronounce my name wrong. Period. And this white man was like, why? And she was like, because that's no, not my name. No, you say my name. And she got upset. He's like, why are you so upset? She was like, because that's not my name. I'm supposed to. If somebody kept getting your name incorrect, wouldn't you be upset? Mm-hmm. And the question, that, the question that he was giving her was racist. Rather he yeah. knew it or not, it was, or not racist, but maybe a little bit discrimi- like discriminative. Like, it's the, for me, it's like, why when we correct why when we stand up for ourselves why when we um try to justify our actions is always you just need to be quiet or like you just need to sit back and just kind of let someone else figure it out right and it's like where does that come from what because if a white woman did it She's just being the boss babe that mm, she is. She, 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 she's just, you know, she's yeah, a feminist. She's but if just a black up woman, for herself, she, why would y'all do that to her? Right. It's like she get all this protection. Mm-hmm. A black woman did it. She's she angry. She, she angry. She did it. And I'm just like, and it comes from a lot of the time, mm-hmm. it fuels sometimes with black men. And yeah. us women, we protect our men so strongly. We do. Like, so strongly. Don't you Me don't too. you dare talk about a black man in front of a black woman. She'll be like, you don't do that. You, yeah. you said, you know, she'll go off on you. We protect our, we black protect our own. I was I was asking like why, but it's like we were raised like that. You know, like our moms protect our black men. Their moms protect it. It's just like we have to protect them because in but, the world, like they're treated so down and treated but so no, bad. I feel like I feel like the opposite. I feel like yes, I see where you're saying that. I feel like a lot of time people um, 
kind of soften the blow when they're raising their black children, like especially black boys. Like they're like, oh, like they kind of soften, cushion them in a way. What do you mean? I don't, okay. So with black women, it's like, you need to be strong for this world. You need to understand that people are not always going to like you, da, da, da. And mm-hmm. then black men is kind of a softer approach. Really? I don't think I so. think there's a softer approach when it comes to the way that black women raise their black men. Because they they trying to be like, you're a black man as well. You're going to have to, you know, so they kind of soften it up. But for black women, this is from where I've heard. My mom had all four mm-hmm. girls. So I'm. this is just what I heard. That like black women are a little bit more, you need to stand up for yourself and be a little bit more stronger. But when it comes to their brothers, like a little bit softer. Like the girls will have to get up. Like his girlfriend, she's like, I had to get up and clean, but my brother got to stay and kind of stay in the bed and play the Xbox. Like, it was a softer okay. approach. They were raised knowing the same values, like, mm-hmm. the, the world not going to like you, but the way that it was taught to them was different. I feel like she had to get up and clean because that's, like, women clean, maybe, more than... It's but, like, a- not even that, like, you need to say things this way, say things that way, but they were taught the same way. So the mom mm-hmm. was like, you need to be able to understand that you need to say, as a black man, you need to so- you know, soften your words. And as a girl, you need to soften your words. The approach was different. So the mom was a little more tougher. And then with the male, it was a little bit more softer. I've heard that a lot in the community. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I have had all four girls in my mm-hmm. house. In my household, I have had, I have so many, like four brothers, three brothers. They like, you get raised tough, like, you handle yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to be the tough black man. You need to protect da-da-da-da. Like, you need to be a tough do black man. Do you think man. that that needs to change, though? No, because you do need to be a tough black man. I but think you, you need don't to be- need, like, maybe not all the emphasis on your toughness. That's what I'm saying, your masculinity. Yeah, no, I don't think it needs to be that strong. Like, just be tough. That's all you need to do, be tough and protect and be hard. No, I don't think that, but I do feel like we do need to raise our men up to be not tough, but to be, to know the reality of the world, basically. Like, this is not going to be easy. This is not going to be fair. This is not going to be nice. So you need to be strong. But do you think that should be for both men and women? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it was a lot of, it was, the approach was different. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, like you need to, it was more push on their masculinity. As yeah. for us, it was more being quiet and kind of let it seep in. Like, yeah, we for want, us, it was like, be a lady. Be it right. But for men, it was like, it was so on their masculinity, masculinity yeah. and it was so much on our, like, us being a woman. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it separates a lot of the time. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not saying, I don't know what it's like to be a black man. So I really can't sit here and be like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah let me tell you how to be in the world. Like, yeah. I'm not living as a black man. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying the approaches are very different. And yeah. sometimes it, because we don't see it being reciprocated. And I'm just trying to figure out as to where does it stem from? Why aren't mm-hmm. black men protecting black women the way that we protect them? Where does that stem from? I think it's the approach in the household, if I'm being honest. Really, I I don't see the correlation. I just feel I like if the, the if the moms, because I don't know, because I don't raise children and I don't know, but mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get where does the divide come from? Where does yeah. where we saw strong protectors of our men, but when it's reciprocated, mm-hmm. we don't get it as strong. Where does it stem from? 
Maybe that's a question. We I'm not saying you have to have yeah, the we're answer. we're not trying to answer the question. But it's just like we do we do it all the time. We mm-hmm. stand tooth and nail for them. And but as soon times, as we get called something, it's like we called a bitch. Mm-hmm. We yeah. called it. Where does it come from? And maybe that's a man's answer. Yeah. Where maybe he can figure it out. She maybe I need to do more research. Yeah. But I just feel like the approaches of I think it does have a lot to do with how you're raised, though. Because it does. I just feel like it's something in that household. It's like how you raise your son. Mm-hmm. And he just gets up and he's just like, well, I'm not going to protect that bitch or whatever. He starts using these words. Mm-hmm. Where does it come from? It has to come from either somebody you raising your child or somebody else raising your child. Yeah. So I don't it know comes where the breakdown from the comes. household, but I don't see where because but you're you're, you're talking raised, out of your perspective. Though. No, I'm not. I'm talking in general. I feel like black men are raised to protect, but like their sisters. You know what I'm saying? And we don't just need to protect sisters. We need to protect everybody, even people we don't know. I don't feel like black men are not raised to protect. I feel like there's I just like, a growing up, maybe like a disconnect. I don't I know. I feel like they're raised to be tough. And there's so much emphasis on being tough and making it that if there's no conversation about protection. I think sometimes no, people get confused not. where it's like, yeah, go out there, know you're black men and be, mm-hmm. you know, walk a certain way and talk, maybe talk a different way. But when it comes to protection, it's not a conversation. I don't know if parents, yeah. I don't know, like I said, I, I've never raised a black man, but I'm, I don't know if there's that distinctive conversation where it's like, you need to protect your black women. There's I don't know if there's not. a conversation. I feel like, like that. the the conversation with protection is like you need to protect your household, right, or your people. But it's not like you need to protect black women in general. Or maybe men don't know how to raise. Because this is coming from me being extreme. Like my dad does not how to raise daughters, but I feel mm-hmm. like if I was a boy, he would probably know how to. You know what I'm saying? There's like, there's yeah. it's a. I feel like it's a generational thing, but there's not a converse a separate conversation of like no, your manhood not. as a black man, but also this is how you protect all black women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like this is how you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When somebody starts to speak about a black woman, this is how you stand up for a black woman. Mm-hmm. Is there a conversation? No. I don't know. I'm not saying I have the answer. I, I think I really is. don't know because we have like. You know, you need to be a woman. You need to say this. You need to do. Th- we have those conversations, whether it's subconsciously some a old woman saying it to us, like you need to be this, so that a man can approach you. We have conversations amongst Black women like that. I'm not saying it's right, but we mm-hmm. always have like this is what a man wants, and da da da. Like we mm-hmm. have those conversations. Yeah. So it makes us kind of like okay, let me protect and do this as a woman. Does men have those same conversations? Most likely, no. Is yeah. probably more emphasis on being a man, mm-hmm. so that like I need to be, I need to provide, I need to have money, I need to have a job, I need yeah. to, you know, dress like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My manhood. There's emphasis on manhood. Is there emphasis on protection? Probably. I don't. Not. I'm not sure. And I feel like that's where that breakdown happens. Where we're just like, well, we were taught to be like this, and for for the black mm-hmm. man, I don't like, think we were taught to protect black men. I just, I feel think like we were. I think I was never taught to protect a black man. Okay, maybe not. Maybe that's the wrong word, but I feel like approachable. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we, our demeanor as women, like, we can't be, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) my mom would shut it down. She'd be like, you need to act this way, or my grandma needs to 
approachable? What makes you look more feminine for a man to approach you? Okay, and where does that connect to protecting men? I feel like it's just like how we how we were raised to be more feminine and you know be a little mm-hmm. bit more quiet to let the, let the man yeah be a lady. it is sexist i'm not saying it's right i'm just mm-hmm. saying this was the mindset of women before us like we need to be more quiet and you know so that he can approach us and we need to when he comes to us we need to kind of soften the blow like you know he has this this whole this tough world outside for him so when he comes home it needs to be more you know soft and Okay. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, it needs to be not like the world. So, when he comes home to you, it needs to be, you can't yeah. be a certain way. You can't be as, I don't know what the word for it is. I don't want to say tough or, like, maybe strong. You need to be a little bit more toned down. Yeah, I, I'm kind of seeing what you're understanding. But in that time period, I do feel as if that was necessary. What time period? When it was, like. Oh, back in the day? Yeah. Maybe yeah, because it was a, it I was like it was that super. Was it was necessary to come home and be like, I can come home to my wife. Yeah, yeah. Like this is you know what I'm saying. Like treat him like a man that he is, because in the world he wasn't getting that. You but get me? Now, I feel like that was but necessary. it's carried on now and it's to where toxic now. it's toxic, like uh, yeah. masculinity, and mm-hmm. we out here being like. But that's still softening the blow for him when he comes yeah. home. Like we can't like black women have struggles too, mm-hmm. but we can't vocalize it because like. Well, he's a man. He has way more struggles than you have. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's a very, it's a breakdown where it's like, we are out here kind of, prote- essentially, yes, Not we are protecting protect- them, though. Yeah, we are. We are. We are. Mm-hmm. When they come home, we're like, oh, like, let me mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm like this, but cook, let me cook clean. and clean so he can come home mm. to an environment that's safe. Mm-hmm. It's a protection. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, but when it is it when mm. it's flipped, is it the same? I don't know if no, there's a distinct way that men are raised to where it's like how we were raised, just like you said, we come home and it's like this clean and it's mm-hmm. he comes home this perfect. We don't get that. No. We don't get that. We and don't. that's where the, that's what I'm saying. That's where it becomes like a breakdown of like we're continuously trying to make it better for them. Mm-hmm. But are they and trying to make it better for, for us? Is what I'm saying. And it's more than just black men. It's the world in general of black 100%. women. But I'm just saying, like, where is the shift? Like, mm-hmm. how, how do we break that? Because if I have a son, how do I break it? Yeah. I don't know how to raise a black man. No. And if I did it on my own, I think I would lean to other... You know what I'm saying? Like, how mm-hmm. do I have... These are real conversations. Like these are real conversations. Did, did uh, men have these conversations? I don't know. I'm not. I'm we not should a man. bring someone in and like talk about. Maybe because I'm just like, why don't we get those same protections? Yeah. Because we have struggles too. I feel like so black women struggles. have it real bad. We do. I think sometimes it's like a little bit tougher. Yeah. Because it's it's like this expectation that we have on us, and as soon as we break out of that mode, just slightly, she angry, she a bitch. Mm-hmm. What? Why? Why is she doing that? Da, 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 and it's yeah. immediate attack versus a man. Oh, he could have just been raised around all. It's yeah, excuses. Excuses. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, he could have been raised this way. He might have had a tougher life. Mm-hmm. There are black women who have tough lives, and as yeah. soon as they come out and they speak a little bit different, she's ghetto. Yeah. She has this. She doesn't. She's anger. She's she's sassy. Right, and it's like. But she could have just had a tougher life. Yeah. Why is it? Why are we making? Why excuses? is it such an excuse for men? Mm-hmm. I love black men, but 
we have to have that conversation. Like, we have to. Why is there less protection on Black women, cis, cis, uh, straight women, and trans women? Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of homophobia um, in the Black community as well. There like, there's a lot of ignorance too. It's just, but there's, but we don't want to. We want to brush un- under the rug. Like, let's 100%. just focus on this. But it's like until we have real conversations about why there's homophobia, why there's transphobia mm-hmm. in our community. I feel like nothing is going to reach a certain level of resolvement because we're always going to come back to these issues. Yeah. So So I don't know. I don't have the answer. I'm not trying to attack. I'm just questioning (laughs) to give people a perspective and maybe make you think like, yeah, like why do have less protections that way? Or why am I not protected? Why don't I feel like I need to protect that black one? Why do I feel like she can just handle it on her own? That's something to think about for black men because it's serious. When you have a black man, and you don't need black men. For t- you get what I'm like. We're not like. I think we need black men. No, we no, we need black men. I never said that. I'm like we don't need, but we do. I don't. It's a it's lot. A, it's tricky because you don't want to say the wrong thing. You I think don't. we need black men to protect us, just as black men need um women to protect them. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. We'll so you to- guys, let us know what you think. I don't know where. Like, you guys can't let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, we'll get. We'll finish the closing after this break. Yeah. All right, you guys. So we obviously don't have all the answers, and we're not looking for answers. But I feel like we're more so looking to start a conversation. So that we can get more people talking about it, more ideas, more perspectives, so that we can get a better understanding. Yeah, it's really just starting these conversations because, like Cassie said, like we all are, like I said, we're all ignorant. Mm -hmm. No one has the answers all the time. And it's going to take conversations like this and conversation in your household with your friends to really realize the biases that we have Mm -hmm. and sometimes the generational damage yeah you know we get told things from our grandparents and then our parents sometimes it's wrong sometimes Mm -hmm. it's right uh and just really doing our own research and just realizing like yeah that wasn't okay and me saying those things in the past wasn't okay Mm -hmm. I was just you know getting that from white people or whatever and and like you can always change you know you mm -hmm. can always become better that doesn't your past does not define you like you know we're all growing yeah the stuff that i said in my past i'm like i don't have a twitter or anything like that (laughs) because the things that i would say and do is just not you know right and getting these answers and also actively seeking it so when people mm-hmm. correct you not getting defensive i find that people get super defensive when people super correct defensive. them yeah. or can't take in knowledge or something like we just or can't think we're like right people's perspective perspective not everybody gonna agree with you yeah not everybody gonna agree with you and not everybody gonna like you so it's just really just being like yeah that's not right or i disagree mm-hmm. you can disagree and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and move and keep it pushing, but understanding why you disagree. Have an understanding mm-hmm. as to why you agree or disagree. I hate yeah. people like, oh, I just disagree. Okay, mm-hmm. why? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Have something that's substantial. Mm-hmm. Um, they just want to argue. 
Yeah, I'm pretty. <laughs> they do. This is gonna be right, but there will be a part two. Um, maybe we'll have others' perspectives on it. Yeah, we only have our perspective, mm-hmm. and maybe they'll give us some answers. Like I said, I don't know. I just want to know. I'm not a black man. Mm-hmm. I was not raised around black men I literally was raised on all women mm-hmm. so I can only speak on what I've seen yeah. um and, and maybe I can there's only someone speak from the black men that I've been around exactly right? so, so it's like one measly family you know isn't gonna answer the, the whole question, question. Yeah. I'll be open for someone to be on and enlighten like tell us, me and yeah. enlighten us as to why there's such a shift and a breakdown maybe they feel that black women don't protect black men enough it's it's different opinions out there that I'm sure that we can learn from and grow from. So, mm-hmm. you know, you we'll guys can also share two. your opinion. You can DM us on Instagram and we can like read it out yeah, and see what you guys think. We want you guys to be in the active conversation. Too. Just let us know. Yeah. Um, okay. So any black businesses that you have? Yes. She, uh, oh, what? you can't prepare. <laughs> Cause I really felt You're like. about to talk about me. Yeah, You're I was. Rude. I was. I was. Because sometimes I have a black business. Go ahead. I have a black business. It's called The Wrap Life. Um, they make products for pretty things for your hair. They sell hair wraps and bandies made with premium fabrics. You can look up their Instagram. It's called The Wrap Life. No spaces. And um, yeah, they just literally been. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I need one of those. My head, y'all. It's been crazy lately. This yeah, is really cute. Two. Really? Yeah. Did you buy me one for You're Christmas? So hey, no, you want to know the birthday gift you can give me? <laughs> <laughs> give me one of They're those. They're really cute. They have so many different colors. They have body positivity. Just really love this brand. Ooh. That's, That's mine. Cool. What's yours? Um, Mine is called... Let me look at it. Because you're not on your piece. No, here. okay. First of all, let me see, y'all. Give me a one momento. I think I know what it's called. You didn't say it. Oh, it, I was right. Um, It's called it? P- Polish Beauty Parlor. It's a black-owned nail salon with all black uh, nail techs, waxing, eye... Is la- it downtown? No, girl. Oh, yeah. crash it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, like I said, all black, black-owned. They do amazing work. Um, oh, you got your prom nails done there. Yeah. Oh, they do great work. Yeah, yeah, they do. And they have... Anything and everything, lashes, waxing, nails, premium, everything. Mm-hmm. Good designs, too. Great yeah. shapes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they all uh, grash it somewhere. Mm-hmm. You find they ain't East Point. Is East Point and Grash it the same thing? It's a street. <laughs> <laughs> grash is a street in East Point. Okay. I don't know my directions, y'all. <laughs> but you can look them up on uh, Google and um, Instagram. If you live in the Detroit area, I don't know. Where you listening yeah. to this from? So you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But if you look them up on uh, Instagram or Google, you will find them. Great work, great pricing. They're not like overly really? priced That's or anything good. like that. Like they're pretty normal standard pricing and they do good work. Um, so yeah, we see y'all. We'll see you guys. We'll see y'all next, next Friday. Friday. Love you. Have a great week or a great weekend because y'all listen to this on Friday. Yeah. And we'll see y'all next Friday. See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs>